We've been learning from Romans. We've been learning from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. We've been learning what God has done for each and every one of us. We're going to sing a song right now. Uh, Kirk's going to lead us in a song. What's the number of that song, Kirk? 388. 388. If you'll turn your song books, number 388. We're going to talk about some things tonight that are imperative for each and every one of us to take hold of and, and learn from this evening. We've been studying in Romans that we should know what God has done for us. You should know what God has done for you. He's done so much for you. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. I want to focus on one word tonight. Holy. Holy. The working definition of which is in verses 1 and 2 of Romans chapter 12. The sermon and service tonight are taken from the first few lines of the song that Kurt just led us in. Kurt Triplin and his uncle Michael will help us, lead us in song and prayer as we take this time to be holy in our lives. So, sit back. Take a deep breath. Enjoy praising God. Enjoy talking to Him. Enjoy listening to His Word. Peter agrees with Paul in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 14 through 16, in that we are not to conform to our former lusts. We are not to be ignorant, but we are to be holy. Imagine, if you will, hold out your hand and imagine a lemon in your hand. Imagine you're, the lemon in your hand and you feel the lemon, the two, two knobs on either end in your hand. Now, now, take a knife and don't cut yourself, but take a knife and slice the lemon in your hand. Lay the one half to the side and, and squeeze the lemon. Feel the juice run between your fingers. And then, then reach up and smell the lemon. You can smell the lemon and how, how tangy and tart it smells. And then, hey, don't do that. Just, just taste it. Just taste the lemon. Do you have a little more saliva in your mouth than you did when I started that? The reason is, is because our mind affects what we do. What we're picturing and how, we're, how we act when we come to worship, how we act in our lives, in the world, what we think about has a, has a big impact on each and every one of us. We need to renew our minds, as Paul said, and not be thinking about the lustful things of the world, but be thinking about the, the good and, and holy things of the world. The reason your body reacts 
to what your mind thinks about. It's because God has made you that way. And you can have a body that is holy unto God or you can have a a body that's displeasing to God. We are called by the gospel, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and and verse verse 14. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 7 says, God did not call us to uncleanliness, but in holiness, it's it's the opposite of unclean. He's, He's called us to holiness. 2 Timothy 1.9, God saved us and called us with a holy calling. When we were chosen, we were chosen, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4, before the foundation of the world to be holy. We are, Colossians 3.12, the elect of God, holy and beloved. And as we have read in Romans chapter 12 verse 1, as Christians we are commanded to be holy. It's a command for us to be holy. Colossians 1, 21 through 22, we were enemies of God, but because of the death and the burial and the resurrection of, of Jesus Christ, Jesus presents us holy, blameless, above reproach to God Almighty. It's imperative that we take time to be holy. We are a holy people. 1 Peter 2 in verse 5, even our hands are holy. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, and should never embarrass God by raising them in anger. Romans chapter 6, verse 22, we have been set free from sin, are slaves of God, and our fruit is holiness. And our end is everlasting life. That should be our goal. That should be the goal of each and every one of us. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14. To see the Lord. But we will not if we don't pursue holiness. We must be a holy people. Our holiness being perfected in the fear of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 1. On this earth, we should ever strive to make friends of God's children. To help those who are weak. To do the things that God considers holy. Holy Father in heaven, hallowed be thy great and glorious name. We, we know you are so awesome and so powerful and that you love us so much. That we know that you are our creator, that you've created the world and everything in it. That you've created us and that you love us enough to... Give us time here to take your holy word into our heart and apply it to our lives. Father, we are so thankful for your son, Jesus Christ, that holy word who came to live among us here on earth and to give us an example. And we pray that as we wake up each morning, that we the first thing we think will be about you and how we can apply our lives to your word each day and to realize that we need to keep our thoughts on you that whatever we think is is how we will act throughout the day and that's how people will see us and we pray that we will show a holy example for others that they will see us and that they will want to know more about you to strive to learn your word and to teach others and to spread it throughout the world And we pray that 
we will live the life according to your plan and that one day we will have the opportunity to see your glorious face and to sing praises to your name one day in heaven, Father. We pray this all in the name of Christ. Amen. As Christians, we are to speak often with the Lord. We must take time, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6, to pray to our Father in secret and He will reward us openly. The holy Colossians chapter 4 verse 2 will continue earnestly in prayer. We will take time to be holy. We will speak oft with the Lord if we are if we are a holy people. We'll pray everywhere, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. We'll pray for all men, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may live peaceable lives. Before you pray, Mark eleven twenty five. Forgive those who have ill will toward you and whom you have ill will toward. Just as, you, just as God forgives you, we should forgive. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 says, Have confidence if you ask according to His will, God will hear you. We must have faith in that, that God is faithful. He'll hear each and every one of us. And if we ask for forgiveness, He'll forgive us. Knowing this, James chapter 5, verse 16, that the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. As the song says, we are to forget nothing, His blessings to seek. I heard a story of a ship that was sinking in the middle of a storm and the captain called out to the crew, does anyone know how to pray? One man raised his hand and said, I know how to pray. He, the captain said, well, wonderful. You pray while the rest of us put on our life jackets because we're one short. Even if your ship is sinking, even if times are perilous, the storm is raging, take time to be holy. Take time to pray. Bow with me, please. Father in heaven, we pray that as we do rise each day and we look ahead and we put thoughts of you and your word into our hearts, that we will bow our head humbly in prayer, that we will take all of our cares and all of our worries, that we will take all of our joy and all of the many blessings that you've given us, and that we will talk to you about them, that we will share our hopes and our dreams, that we will share our fears and our strife. We pray that each day we will continue to pray, that we will always pray for the sick, that they might be healed, that we will pray for those who are without food, without families, without love, to be taken in and to be loved by others. Father, we pray that we will always show love to others around us. We know that we cannot live a holy and righteous life if we 
do not always show love to others. We know that we should always forgive those who sin against us and that in return we should show love and ask forgiveness for them. Father, we pray that we will always strive to live according to your word, that we will go throughout the world and we will try and teach others so that they can share that joy that is, that is you and they can have you in their hearts and their minds. We pray that you will watch over us. We know that you will always be with us, that you walk by us every day in everything that we do, that you see everything we do and you know everything we think. And we pray that we will always strive to keep you right there with us and not to push you away. Again, Father, we ask and pray all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We sang, Abide in Him Always. Abide in Him always. Remain in Him always. Endure in Him always. Dwell in Him always. Reside in Him always. Allow me to read what Jesus said and how John explains it. John chapter 15, verses 4 through 6. Abide in me. I and you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and they throw them in the fire to be burned John later wrote 1 John chapter 2 verse 6 He who says he abides in him ought himself to walk as he walked 1 John chapter 3 verse 24 Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him As holy men and women of God, we will live like Jesus. We will walk like Him. We will talk like Him. We will abide in Christ and keep His commandments. Even in the hard times, even when we're we're faced with trials and tribulations... Even when the mean and the ugly face us down, try to kill the joy that we have, even when times are hard and the way is dark. It's said that there was a teacher in school who once asked one of his boys a question in class. The boy stood and answered the question, it was the correct answer, but the teacher said, no, that's wrong, sit down. He asked another boy to stand up, answer the same question. The boy answered it the same way. It was the right answer, but the teacher said, no, you're wrong, sit down. Several boys stood up and the teacher asked them all the same question and they all gave the same answer and they all sat down, scared. 
Finally, we all know little Johnny. He asked little Johnny to stand up and little Johnny said the answer, the correct answer. And the teacher said, no, that's the wrong answer. Sit down. And Johnny wouldn't sit down. He said, no, that's the right answer. And the teacher just got in his face and was just so mean and so angry and so hostile toward little Johnny. And little Johnny stood there and he took it and said, that's the right answer. The teacher smiled. He said, well, boys, you were all correct. But Johnny was the only one sure enough to keep standing for it. Many people have lost their faith in Christ because they simply lacked the courage to stand up for the truth. They had grown so used to apologizing for their faith that once someone mounted a serious challenge, they just gave up and sat down. We must abide in the vine. We must stand firm as a productive branch of God. Bow with me, please. Father in heaven, many of us are so blessed to be here tonight. Many of us have been raised in strong Christian families. We've been raised by our Christian mothers and fathers. And we've been blessed to know you all our lives. Father, we're also so very thankful for those who were not as lucky as we were, who have striven to seek out the truth themselves and to learn. And we are so thankful that they have found your way and that they are here with us today. And Father, we pray that as we go throughout this life and we try to abide in your word, that we will seek out all those others who have not heard your word, who do not know to seek you out or do not know how. And we pray that somehow we will find them and that we will strengthen them that we will have the courage each day to study our Bibles, to learn your word in our hearts and our minds, to have it there always, and to have it as an answer if anyone ever asks us. And Father, we thank you so much for all the many wonderful things we have in this life, and we pray that we can share our joy with others. They will see it in us, and they will want to live it with us, and then again, they will want to share that time with you in heaven when you come for us again. Father, we ask these things in Christ's name. George Barna, a statistician, wrote in 2002 a book called The State of the Church. Barna conducted a survey of self-pronounced Christians. And here's what he found out about their knowledge of the Bible. Now, remember, as I read you these statistics, these people are supposed to be Christians, right? 48% could not name the four Gospels. 52% could not identify more than two of Jesus' disciples, apostles. 60% of American Christians can't name even five 
of the Ten Commandments. 61% of American Christians think the Sermon on the Mount was preached by Billy Graham. 71% of American Christians think God helps those who help themselves is a Bible verse. George Barna said, Americans revere the Bible, but by and large, they don't know what it says. And because they don't know it, they have become a nation of biblical illiterates. Just as people in this Barna poll are biblically illiterate, Christians are far too ignorant of God's Word. No wonder 21st century Christians are failing to finish this marathon race we're on to heaven. So many are being fed junk food. And they don't feed themselves the Word of God. Christians are in desperate need of a solid diet of good food. That's Scripture. We need to get into spiritual shape. As newborn babes, we must desire the pure milk of God's Word. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2. But not be content with milk only, Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12, but solid food as well. Like the Bereans, Acts chapter 17 verse 11, we must search the scriptures daily to be holy. In God's word we will find his will. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 16, be holy, God says, for I am holy. Paul told Timothy, and by extension, we here today, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13, to give attention to reading. Verse 16, take heed to the doctrine. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, to study so that we're not ashamed to rightly divide the true Word of God. And once we have learned the truth and obeyed the truth, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 17, we must continue in the things that we have learned. The Holy Scriptures are able to make us wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The goal of all this study is to edify us, to, to build us up. Build us up. That's what it takes to be holy, to be built up in the Word of God. Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Bow with me, please. Father in heaven, we are so thankful to be here. We are so thankful for, that we have each and every person here to, to love and to encourage us. 
we're thankful, Father, that we have our elders and our deacons who give of their time, who give their knowledge, who share love with anyone who, who needs it. Father, we are thankful for each member of this congregation, the work that they do, the knowledge that they share and that they teach. Father, we're thankful for our young girls in our Dorcas class. We are thankful for the time that they spend to go out into the community, to share their love with others, to try and spread your word. And Father, we are thankful for our young people here. We're thankful that they have the desire to, to learn. They have the desire to become leaders in the church. And Father, we pray that as they grow in you and in your word, that they will go throughout the world and they will spread your gospel. Father, we pray that we will all do that, that we will study your word daily, that we will have that knowledge to go out and to share with others. We pray that we will always proudly and boldly show that we are Christians and that your word is, is everything, Father, that you love us and that you want us to come to you. Father, we know that each person who is baptized, we know that the angels rejoice in heaven. Father, we know that we rejoice here also and that we love them dearly. We pray that we will always watch over them, especially after they are baptized. Right after, Father, we know they are tempted, just as Jesus was. We pray that we will always have that strength and that we will share our time to encourage them, to keep them on that straight and narrow path. Father, we pray that we will always put you first in our lives, that we will put others before ourselves, that as we strive to live a life like Christ did, that we will always strive to serve others, to help them and to love them. Father, we pray that you will go with us always and that you will forgive us of our many sins. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The gospel calls you to be holy, to be separated to God. On September the 6th, 1995, Cal Ripken Jr. broke the baseball record that many believed would never be broken. Lou Gehrig's record of playing 2,131 Consecutive baseball games. That's a lot of games. Cal Jr. gave much of the credit to his dad, Cal Sr. Cal Jr. writes about when in 1996 he was inducted into the, the Baltimore Orioles Hall of Fame. And he had to give a speech. He wrote about it in his book, The Only Way I Know, is the name of the book. He said, it was difficult. I wasn't certain I could say what I wanted to about my father and what he meant to me. So I told a little story about my two children, Rachel, six at the time, and Ryan, then three. They had been fussing one day, and I heard Rachel taunt Ryan, you're just trying to be like Dad." After a few moments of indecision, 
I asked Rachel, what's wrong with trying to be like daddy? And then in the speech, he looked at his father in the audience and said, that's what I've always tried to do. God is holy. What better way to glorify God than to be like Him? To be like our Father, to give up this world, to be holy as as He is holy, to be righteous as He is righteous, to speak with Him often and abide in Him by obedience to His Word. Michael has prayed that someone here would obey the gospel tonight. To repent of your sins and put Christ on in baptism. Take time to be holy. Now, as together we stand and sing.